0: For today's episode of the BAU podcast, we invited Johan Klaps. Johan is director of Madaster Belgium, the Dutch company developed a digital material passport for buildings. This passport is a crucial link to make circular building possible. It's a digital platform where users can list all the materials that are in a building. This information is enriched, among other things with product data and commodity prices and related to regulations and certification methods. Madaster has only been active in Belgium for one year and I'm very curious to hear more about the story so far. So without any further ado, welcome Johan, how are you doing?
1: Hi, thank you for inviting me.
0: You're very welcome. I think Madaster has a very interesting uh, solution and uh, I think you are offering a very valuable service to the market surface to the market, yeah. Um, so maybe we start at the beginning. Uh, could you maybe explain a little bit more to me and to the, the audience what it is that Madaster is doing and uh, how it started?
1: Yeah, it's um, it's 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 quite an amazing story actually. It's uh, Madaster was uh, is 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 the idea of uh, Thomas Rau, which is uh, a German uh, architect, but uh, who worked mainly in Holland. Um and um, well, he has uh, a whole vision worked out about, uh, about the platform. Um, basically he was one of the first to um, to really dive into the concept of circularity, um, because um, his reasoning was, you know, resources um, are limited editions. Uh, there's only so much so much ore, that you can find on the planet and that's, that's for, for all materials. So we should not let that go to waste because we cannot replace it anymore in the end. And um, his uh, solution for that problem was to really document um, much more than we did before uh, what kind of materials we use in a, in a building. But not only what kind of material but Also, how much do we use of the material? Where in the building do we put the material? Um, How do we put it in the building? So all with with the idea of um, sometime in the future, we might want to take it out and use it again. And in this concept, if you document this uh, fully and with all the details, then uh, the building we're sitting in right now, is not really a building, but it's a warehouse of building materials that, if uh, if required, you can take out and use again in another uh, in another lo- in another place or in the same place but another building, um, and that's that's how it uh, how it all started. So what we uh, what we do have uh, is a, is a digital platform uh, where we can register uh, basically every information about the building. Um, and th- as you said in the introduction, um, uh, that is in, in itself is not new because we have as built files and and, uh, and all those uh, those information but we are uh, enriching the information with much more than uh, than you than you have right now. So we uh, we include uh, information about uh, carbon for example um, but also about detachability. Yeah? How how are the materials used uh, in uh, in the building? Because that's uh, uh, that's one of the main the main problems uh, to uh, to dissolve uh, all the all the materials if you if you don't know how they're attached one to another, uh, and it uh, that makes it makes a big difference, and so on and so on. So uh, we have. Um, Information on the uh, on the value of the materials, on on uh, toxicity, on on uh, circularity, um, and then in the end, with all that information uh, combined, uh, we score the building. We give it a report score uh, as 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 if you were in school, as as if it were an exam. Which percentage of your building is circular? And. That is a game changer because right now, practically everybody in construction says to the market, we're working circular. But what does that mean? Is that really circular or is that just one small solution that is circular? Um, As an outsider, you cannot, uh, you, you, you just cannot distinguish between all the uh the marketing uh that's that's the marketing talk that's that's surrounding the 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 concept of circularity but if we can score the building then we get something like we know the epc uh, is a a score that's that everyone can relate to by now uh we're going to do the same for for circularity
0: okay that's uh, a really interesting proposition (laughs) (laughs) you (laughs) yeah it really (laughs) is Um, there's a lot where we can go from here. Um, I'm I'm thinking maybe um, to put it in like context. When did Thomas Gao start with this?
1: Uh, just five years ago. Oh, so it's very uh, so recent. So this is this is uh, this is very recent. Um, so he started in Holland uh, five years ago with this concept, this platform, uh, which has since then um, been upgraded uh, continually because. It's IT platform. You can you can always uh, create extra functionalities, and we're still doing that, of course. But um, uh, the interesting part is that in these five years, the the concept of Madaster in Holland uh, is no longer revolutionary. It's no longer new. Uh, it's no longer newsworthy because it's become normal. Um, it's 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 accepted by the market. Large large developers are uh, registering their buildings in Madaster in Holland, so they uh, they're, they're very successful there. Um, uh, so that now they're looking towards other countries. Uh, so last year, uh, Madaster Germany was uh, was founded. Madaster Switzerland was founded. Madaster Norway was founded, and last summer we also started here in, uh, in Belgium. And the 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 um, the fun part for me is that um, whenever in, in, in um, construction uh, we talk about circularity, we are very very often talking about trial uh, projects, about testing, about subsidies, uh, about uh, well let's let's uh, research if uh, it would be possible to. Well, we have here a platform that works. It's proven that already in Holland. They did the hard work. <laughs> we just have to copy it and, uh, and start using it. So that's, that's um, um, for for many, uh, for many companies I talk to, that is a really convincing argument, of course, because this is no longer a question mark. It's there. It's working. It's been proven. Right.
0: <laughs> and you say it's, it's been used a lot now in, in the Netherlands. So is there any data? known about it like um how if it's like a building of a certain size is it like 50
1: percent that already uses it no 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 we're, th- we're not there yet so uh of course this is this is this is a gradual process uh and uh the, the the very large part of buildings in holland are not red not yet on the platform of course but um to to start from zero um there is about uh uh, 14 uh, 14 million square meters um, of uh, registered buildings uh, right now, so it's going really really fast. Yeah? And for example, um, uh, BPD, which is one of the largest developers in Holland, um, they they uh, they develop well new city parts. Uh, as in in, in one whole, you can compare that to. Uh, the Nieuw-Zuid in Antwerp for example where where you get a whole new uh, part of the of of the city Um, they do that and they register all their all all their buildings in Badastig also including the buildings that right now they're um, they're selling to uh, to private to private parties and so private private customers so in these five years we've moved from zero via uh, of course what you always do first is the large office uh, projects uh, um, uh, the, the prestige projects but they're now already with private individuals so that is of course still the exception today but in five years it's uh, it's pretty spectacular
0: yeah definitely 14 million square meters that's that's enormous in five years and what's the um is it a, a, a uh, it's it's a
1: business so there's a, is there a business it's, model behind it. Well, it's a it's a it's a private company um, um, with um, uh, with a data platform um, which sells license uh, software licenses basically okay. uh, to uh, to have access to the uh, to the platform. But um, uh, there is um, there is this uh, this this constant uh, let's say overview by the Madasta Foundation because. Thomas Rau, when he um, when he created Madaster, when he invented Madaster, um, wasn't so much interested in uh, making uh, making large profits, uh, because he's a very uh, well known architect. He has, a, he has a thriving business, so that was not his that was not his main aim. He just really wanted to change something in the construction sector to make it more more circular. So um, to um, To to overview the private company, which is a normal company without subsidies or grants, which of course at the end of the year uh, has to earn enough money to keep the organization going, Um, he created a foundation to just make sure that uh, the main object of the company will always be more circularity rather than more profit, which means you have to keep your license fees as low as possible because otherwise you'll only get the, the the prestige projects on the platform and that is nice but that doesn't change anything in the large uh, in the large construction sector so uh, to uh, to get as many uh, people on the platform as possible we try to work as cheap as possible uh, Marasta belgium is just me and one other guy hmm. yeah, we're low cost because we want to uh, we want to keep uh, we want to keep the rates as low as possible. Mm.
0: That's that's a beautiful vision and a beautiful goal, I think. But so so, what does it cost then? Let's say I'm a developer and I want to rate my buildings. I want to give them a score. Mm-hmm. I download.
1: I go to the Madastic website. I buy a license. That's right. And then. Well. Um, just maybe a first remark, in Belgium, we're not in this stage yet because we're still in a setup phase. Uh, and in this setup phase, we uh, in order to get started, uh, we are looking for some uh, large uh, parties in the construction sector, but in the whole chain, uh, not only developers but also co- uh, cons- uh, uh, cons- contractors, also architects, also consultants, uh, producers of building materials, um, who um, who give us um, a larger fee, uh, but who are also the first to be able to use the platform to start working uh, with it and to create uh, to create our Maastrik network. Yeah. Once we get that settled, then we have our organization up and running in Belgium, and then we go to the uh, to the, the let's say the regular. Uh, license fees where everyone can can uh, can join um, and um, uh, we still have to uh, to fix the rates definitely but uh, uh, I can I can give you the rates that are uh, valid in Holland right now A license fee for one year is 795 euros so that's it that's it um, and that's uh, of course you can you um, you can add extras to that license fee, but there, there are, will, will be a couple of packages uh, with extras. But if you can uh, if you can work with the platform, it's a very very basic cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's um, th- that won't be that won't be the problem if you want to use uh, if you want to u- you want to use the platform, and that's especially important for uh, many of the smaller parties that uh, that that want to uh, want to use the platform because. Well, for an architect with uh, with 200 architects in his office, uh, a, l- a large fee is uh, is not that much of a problem. But if you're just a small architect on your own or one or two other people, uh, you can't you can't have 20, 30 uh, different license fees that are all that are all costing you a lot of money because you you won't you won't be able to uh, to finance that. So that's why we try to keep it as uh, as as basic as possible, um, so that. Uh, as many uh, as many people can join as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's definitely way more expensive software. than Seven hundred ninety <laughs> euros a year. Um, so h- how do I is it? Then it's a it's a component component library that gets imported into Revit and Autodesk. Or
1: well, it's um, um, without getting too technical uh, here. It's it all starts um, uh, ideally uh, with a BIM. Okay. yeah um, it's not necessary you, you, you can use you, you can even use Excel uh, sheets that's that's not a problem but it is a data platform yeah, which wants to tell you a lot about your building but that means of course that you do have to have a data yeah? if you don't know anything about your building we cannot we cannot add to that we cannot tell you anything interesting um, so if you uh, Uh, If you uh, organize your BIM uh, uh, in a a good way, because there are so many different types of BIM around, that's uh, that's a bit difficult. There are no standards there. Uh, But we do have a checklist of minimal requirements of of a BIM. Um, And if, uh, if, uh, if, if they are met, then you can just upload your BIM file on the platform. And all the rest is automatic. Uh, so uh, we uh, we match the, the BIM on the platform with all kinds of data that we can find uh, that can be a database of yourself that you can connect but that can that that can be master databases that can be EPDs by producers. Um, What's an EPD? Well, the the, the um, all the, the technical information mm-hmm. about the product. Yeah? Uh, including carbon, including a production site, whatever—all uh, all the info. Um, uh, if we have those that, that info of that project, then we can uh, then we, we can match it with uh, with the BIM, and you get it all automatic. Yeah. If you don't have any information about the building, we have generic databases, but they of course are less specific. Um, um, uh, than the the product databases of of producers themselves. That's why we're also trying to include as many producers as possible in uh, in the platform. If they connect their data to the platform, then we always have the last, the right, the correct uh, data to match with.
0: And do the producers, they also pay a fee to be on the
1: platform? Uh, yes, they do. We keep we we try to keep it as low as possible. But as you know, um, we uh, we do have to have the the business running. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is also uh, an opportunity for the producers because if they make circular products, why not tell the world uh, in on a platform where things are measured? Yeah? Because you can you can say to your clients that you're circular, but well. Your, your your the competition will do that. This will do that also, but if you do have the, uh, the, the the all the info and you have the and you and you have done all the trouble of creating uh, these uh, these circular products, uh, let's uh, let's make it clear to everyone. And they will they will create a better score, better circularity score for the building owner if he uses your products than the products of the competition so uh it's uh, it's uh it's uh it's very interesting for producers to be on the platform
0: i can imagine it's also it's like uh it's like a flywheel the more producers mm-hmm. that can on get on there absolutely the more they 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 talk about it the more absolutely. developers and architects yeah. start to use it the demand the gets there and
1: and that's that's all. That's also one of one of uh, the, the the reasons why we wanted to start with this network. Yeah, we now have um, five large architects uh, on the platform. We have three producers. We have five developers. We have a couple of consultants. Uh, we have the city of Antwerp, uh, which uh, which has joined. Um, we have the largest contractor of the country. Uh, so. Um, we, we have about 20 of those uh, really big partners uh, at the moment um, uh, on, the, on the platform. And they, of course, tell uh, the people they're working with on projects that they're using Madaster, which means that my phone keeps ringing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's that's how it works. You have to it's a it's a it's a it's a chain. Eh? It's a, it's an ecosystem, really, that we're uh, that we're trying to create um uh, so that uh, this becomes normal uh, that's that's the main main goal i have um but that's still uh, still is new for ba- practically everyone i'm talking to but in in a couple of years time that should not be the case
0: it should be the norm right mhm and what does what's the score of an average building right now just to get an idea i mean i because yeah we just talked a little bit before the before the we started recording you know what we do with with our Mm. business right and if i just think about how the utilities and all the wiring and all the plumbing and all the electricity gets installed today i can't imagine that there's a building that that's caused like a seven out of ten no there's not yeah
1: (laughs) no there's not but 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 really um uh, I don't even think that's 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 the most important point at, at today. It's to get a score. You have to have a score right. so you know where you are, and then you can start working on your process. Um, it's uh, well. I always compare to uh, to, to to students. Uh, I have I have three uh, I have three children. Uh, my homie who always tell me they work hard in school. They do their best. I want to believe that. But if they come home with scores, report cards, then I more or less know uh, if that is all true. Um, and it might be that some grades are very bad, but at least then we know. And we know where we have to work on. And that's the same with your building. Uh, no one expects that a building uh, you build uh, w- without knowing the concept of, of madast of circularity will score right. because well, you, you try to find some solutions, um, but uh, but 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 a lot of it will won't be there. It's when you start using the platform, when you start w- you start scoring your building, that uh, hopefully uh, when you start on your next building, uh, you will uh, you will score better. Um, and therefore, if you if you um, design your building with Madaster in mind you will be much more circular than if you don't uh and that's the that's the change that we're trying to uh, to create because just giving everyone a score doesn't change anything
0: no no but then you can start comparing and then becomes a competition and and then there's an incentive
1: and it will and it will in the end also be an 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 argument uh, which which will have an impact on the value of buildings um especially for the for the very large uh the large companies um the, the which are on the stock market they have shareholders uh, they have to report on circularity uh, from in 2024 they really have to have a circularity report for their uh for their shareholders so they need to put stuff in there they need to do to do things and those are the parties that are changing the market because they're always a bit ahead um, and they are more and more, uh, more and more interested in these kinds, uh, these kinds of concepts.
0: Yeah, apparently that's already happening. Like I don't know who said it a couple of months ago, but like um, there was also someone we talked to here, and they already mentioned that today, if these bigger developers go to the bank, and there's no like well-defined goal. To achieve certain environmental uh, targets, mm-hmm. their loan can get rejected, or they have yeah. a higher interest rate. Yeah, so it's, that's it's, already today.
1: That's that's right. Now in in Belgium, uh, this is mainly about um, uh, about electricity, about isolation. Uh, today is is uh, is, uh, is is the key the key element there. Um, but uh, again, in Holland. Um, they're five years ahead of us, so we just have to look there, and we know what, what's coming. Uh, ABN AMRO, which is well, which, which in Belgium was a very small bank, but in Holland is one of the biggest, uh, will not finance large projects anymore unless they have a material passport. So because they they say, well, well, you know, we we stopped financing um, arms industry, we stopped financing um we stopped financing uh fossil fuels we do not no longer want to finance uh non-circular buildings so the uh, the obligation is is right there it's not not a matter of of, of a half a percent of interest uh, more or less no it's having financing or not yeah? so it is changing and what what another thing that is going to change the way of financing is um is the tab of um, financial valuation that's included in Madastre. Because we also give a value on your building, not commercial value of the building, um, but the value of the components that you can take out and use again. Because right now we have a very strange relationship with building materials. If we if we build a, if if we, if we we construct a building we try to get the the materials as cheap as possible of course but once the building is finished the materials themselves do not longer have any value it doesn't matter right? you just have the commercial uh, value of uh, of the building um, but if we can uh, if we can prove by using madaster that uh, at uh, let's say in 25 30 years at the end of the 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 life phase of the building that we still have um, uh, amount X uh, that that's certain to be there in the form of materials uh, with a, with a, um, uh, even correction uh, for taking it out for the work of taking it out uh, and that becomes an asset mm-hmm. yeah, we now we now have the uh, we now have two values we have one for the terrain, and one for the construction. But there will be a middle category. Materials. Reusable materials. And that's going to change the whole way of financing uh, financing buildings. Because if that, if that is the case, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. But it's no science fiction either. Um, if we get there, it will be impossible to be competitive without having a material passport. So... Yeah, because a bank will also
0: start to see those assets as like uh, something that they can take back in yeah. case it goes Absolutely. bad. Absolutely. Wow, that's, that's a real game changer. That's what we're trying to do.
1: <laughs> and the development of this platform is all in the Netherlands? Yes, that's, uh, it's all done in, uh, in Holland. Um, we have uh, we have our own team there of about 10 10 people uh, who uh, who continually work on the platform because this is um, uh, well that's 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 the the, the fantastic thing but also uh, also the terrible thing about IT you have to keep working on it <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's the the possibilities are endless yeah? so we we, uh, we try to uh, uh, to keep to keep on top of of every uh, every development and uh, uh, and and continually expand all the all the possibilities. Um, where the, uh, the main the main problem uh, at the moment is not uh, is not the functionalities of the platform because that's that really working working well, but just finding the data. Get yeah, the have data yeah. input. Yeah, imp- you ne- you finding the data because uh, many producers do not release their data. They keep it. They keep it as their secret because they've, they they uh, they had a they they, uh, they invented a product uh, that they say is circular. They have uh, someone uh, someone testifying uh, that it is, but they don't want to uh, to share uh, all the components with uh, with with the world. Uh, so that's that's there. Um, Many many producers today do not uh, do not have certifications for their materials, so they can they can tell you that it's circular, but but they cannot prove it. So if you, that that is that is the main uh, the main challenge that we still have, that's to find all the relevant data to to connect to your building.
0: So these big developers or these big product product developers. Or mm-hmm. Suppliers for building material—they say our solution is very circular, but they don't want you to look into.
1: Well, it's of course it's 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 a whole certification process, yeah, um, which also costs a lot of money for the producers. So as long as this is not obligatory, um, many of them don't do that. Uh, there, in Belgium, you can register EPDs um, with the Ministry of uh, of Health in Brussels. And they have a, a, a list. You can check that on, so online. It's a, it's a, it, it's it's accessible. Uh, it's about there's about a hundred products in there. One hundred products for the whole of the construction sector in Belgium. So all the rest is not there yet. So there's still a lot of work. Um, but of course, the uh, the European Union is now working on. With the Green Deal is now uh, is now preparing product passports. Uh, they will will become obligatory. Don't know yet how exactly this is going to look and when exactly this is going to come, but we know for sure that it's going to come. And that's why um, also the material passports for the buildings. Um, they they will be they will be common in a couple of years because you will have to have them uh, in. Uh, New government in Germany uh, will uh, will introduce a mandatory material passport for buildings. Hmm. In Holland, it will be introduced, and even here uh, in in in, uh, in Belgium, um, the um, uh, the the new tender for the the VAC, the the new building in Antwerp for the Flemish administration. Uh, if you want to uh, uh, to engage in a tender, you need to have a material passport. You need to prove what you put in the building, even if it's not mandatory yet uh, by legislation. the 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 owner of the building, which is the government, requires you to to use it. So this is this is it's all it's all there. It's all coming, and it's not coming in five or ten years. It's coming tomorrow.
0: Hmm. But. I can imagine from a, from a government perspective, they're also very happy about this, but ju- because just, I mean, look what what's been going on last couple of years with all this asbestos in these buildings, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a government building, but the KBC organ in Antwerp, there was a huge issue where right? they found. Of course. We were back when we started our business. We were in started KBC, and then after a couple of months, we needed to leave the building because mm-hmm. they found asbestos. Yeah, if all these buildings have these uh, these passports yeah. and we identified something
1: in the future, yeah. you can easily remove that's, it. That's that's one of one of the one of the main. That's a very good, very good remark. Um, when uh, asbestos was first used, people didn't know there was a problem with asbestos. It's um, it's 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 more nuanced than that because the Eternit did know uh, from a certain point on that it wasn't uh, that it wasn't okay, but they continued to produce it, but. Um, if they would have had material passports back then, at least you would know where the asbestos is. You So you know where the problem is. You also know how much of the problem there is and how the problem is included in the building. Yeah. Um, maybe in 10 or 20 years' time, we will uh, come to the conclusion that... Um, this is just a fictional uh, example because uh, because I don't want to scare anybody, but uh, aluminum windows uh, are very toxic. Well, if you know where you use alum- aluminum then it's much easier to solve the problem than if you st- have to start looking for it. Uh. Uh, so, at least documenting everything perfectly uh, will give you all the options later uh, for what you use, because also for deconstruction of a building, we, we now we think with the techniques that are available now, but in 20 or 30 years time, I hope techniques will evolve and we will be able to do much more in deconstruction than we can do now. So what we need to do now is document exactly how we fix things in, into the buildings uh, and then in 30 years' time, or 40, or 50, or whatever, um, the the people then will uh, will will look for the 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 ideal way of uh, of getting the stuff out. Uh, we don't know yet. Maybe. I'm sure that if you look forward to 20, 30 years, that a lot of the construction
0: techniques will be changed. <laughs> because if they haven't, <laughs> then we have a problem. <laughs> then we have a problem. <laughs> if we're still building brick by brick and everything in 20, 30 years. Um, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, in- indeed, I think if you just think about the concept that you're trying to develop uh, now in, uh, or commercialize in, in Belgium, there are endless possibilities for improvement of the current way of doing things. I, I, Absolutely, I, yes, we agree. Very beautiful, uh, very beautiful idea. Um, maybe a little, to turn a little bit more to the personal side, um, I was interested how did you get into contact with my because we we did a little research eh, before the conversation and we uh. saw uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and we saw that you were uh, uh in the chamber from 2014 to 2018 right and then now you're doing something that looks well. completely different does. <laughs> <but is>. okay <laughs> but maybe it isn't so okay, no no it, it is it is, it is, is.
1: completely different but our life is full of surprises um uh, and I've I've always uh, I've I've always uh, changed from one thing to another uh, because that that's that's more fun. Um, uh, as a student, I, I, I actually am a translator. Yeah? Uh, I uh, I had translation studies here in Antwerp. Um, Which languages? Uh, English and Italian. That explains the good English. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well it's it's a bit rusty but it's, it's still fine. My Italian is worse. Um <laughs> my no my <laughs> Italian is the worst. <laughs> um but then after uh, after I graduated um uh, and and uh, a couple of a couple of minor uh, minor jobs I ended up in in banking insurance. Um and I had my own uh, my own office not far from here uh for uh, for about 20 years. Um, um uh, but slowly, I uh, I got interested in in this this uh, this this guy I met uh, didn't w- w- to, uh, wasn't uh, uh, wasn't popular at the time, but his name was Bart de Wever, mm-hmm. um, and I went to uh, to a meeting where he uh, where he did a talk. Uh, this was the uh, the small room um, uh, above uh, above the Bengal. On the um, the the marketplace in Antwerp, yes, which if if you know it, it's about well, it's, it's it's it fits about 50 people, and I think it was about half full. No? this was 2002 or 2003. Um, yeah, and he hooked me. <laughs> he uh, he's uh, he was uh, he was very convincing um and so that then it was the very beginning of the envy that was uh it would have, the party was founded in 2001 so this is this is the really really early days uh when uh when they had about uh well four four or five percent of the vote mm. before uh, the slim's demands absolutely okay. absolutely um but then slowly i got i got more and more involved in uh in in the party and then in uh 2012 um, because I never never had any political ambition myself but in 2012 uh, Bart asked me to uh, uh, to be on the on the on the list of um, of the local elections here in Antwerp and uh, surprise surprise I was elected to the City Council um, and I must have done something right there don't know what but uh, maybe just uh, uh, well I'm, I'm uh, I'm. I'm no. Uh, 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 I, I never worked for the for let's say for large audiences. I didn't want to be in a newspaper every day. I didn't want to be on television every day. But I just want to fix, to fix things. Uh, and then he asked me to, uh, uh, to uh, to join the the national elections, um, which of course was 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 practically impossible because I wasn't, I wasn't well known or anything. So. Um, uh, he put me on the list anyway, and when Jan bon, uh became Minister of uh, Interior, uh, I replaced him in uh, the Federal Parliament yeah. uh, until uh, the famous uh, Marrakesh uh, uh, discussion when uh, when NVA left uh, left the government. So I was there for for, for a couple of years um, uh, working on in the in the in the. Uh, finance comisi- committee committee in, in the economics committee. so I touched upon all kinds of economic uh, uh, files um, uh, So I've let's say a broad knowledge of, of, of uh, well uh, our economy and everything uh, everything related, um, but when when this uh, mandate ended, um, at the end of 18, I uh, had to reinvent myself uh, because, uh, well, I was out of a job, basically, <laughs> at that time. Um, and I started working on a problem that uh, many, many people uh, had talked to me about, which is uh, getting permits, building permits. It's becoming increasingly difficult um, uh, especially for larger projects to uh, to get a building permit um, there's always something problem, it's either traffic or it's the neighbors or uh, of, or, or you you, uh, but you want to build seven stories and you can only build four uh, and so on and so on, so there's all kinds of, uh, of problems and because of course I, I knew uh, let's say the way that politics works and from being in the city council I also know how the administration works, that's often already part of the solution. Just knowing how someone else is looking at your problem and then thinking out of the box and answering uh, to to the remarks that are there. Um, It's not lobbying because that doesn't work anymore. That's uh, that's the impression I certainly do not want to make, Uh, but just looking um, from the outside uh, at this process between parties who sometimes have been arguing about, uh, about a project for two or three years, uh, without making any progress, um, and trying to find, uh, to find other solutions there. And in doing that, um, uh, for, uh, for one of the larger customers, um, uh, we came upon this tender by, uh, by Flanders for the uh, administrative building, which said, uh, you need a material passport. So wait, I'm going to interrupt you a little bit here.
0: That, so that's a, a, a service you, you started, like to help big developers mitigate really complex files for building I, permits. Uh,
1: I didn't start it myself. I joined my my, my former colleague uh, Rob van der Velde, um, who was who um, uh, was vice mayor in Antwerp for uh, uh, for uh, for building permits. Um, so who who knows the, the the who knows this even even much better than myself um, but he had, he had started it uh, had so many uh, so many questions so many customers he just didn't he just didn't have enough time and he asked me to join him uh, because of course we we'd known each other for several years so that's how we started uh, this um, uh, this process I hope he's still doing that i I have increasingly less time <laughs> to help him because i'm uh because I'm I'm practically full time on the, on Madaster now but I must say I mean we are a very
0: small organization also trying to to make a difference in mm-hmm. the the construction market and it's almost a thing that gets also in these conversations that we do once a month it's a thing that almost gets mentioned every single time mm-hmm. and I think in Antwerp looking because we are in conversations with people in A lot of in Brussels, but in Antwerp, it seems to be better managed. I don't know if it's because of these (laughs) organizations that exist, like the work that you've done. But if I look, and we have projects in Brussels, we're doing one right now in the Cortenbergerlaan, hundred meters of the European Parliament. And if I hear the stories from the developers in Brussels, it's also for us. Mm -hmm. It's such a frustrating issue (laughs) because we are directly linked as a start-up who mm-hmm. installs these to the decisions that these uh, organizations these, uh, these these city council members make and especially the time that they take to make these yes. decisions and that it's is,
1: such an issue that is that is a, a big issue and um, i don't want to start comparing cities or make political statements because it, it, it's, it, there's two projects that are very difficult to uh, uh to uh to compare um because it's, it's there's always something different um but it's um it's it's basically it's difficult everywhere and some places it's even worse but mm. it's 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 never easy anymore because well there's so many people living together uh, there there aren't too many. Uh, project grounds available. Um, there's always neighbors. There's always we already have uh, a lot of traffic issues. So if you want to build extra, that creates extra tra- extra traffic. Um, so there are there there are a very very uh, large number of um, reasons uh, not to do a project. Uh, there is um, there there are at least um, as many uh, reasons. To do the projects because um, the uh, we we need more housing. Uh, people cannot afford uh, 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 the rent anymore because the rent goes up. Why does the rent go up? Because it's, quite, it's, it's it's demand. There's 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 more demand than 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 there are apartments. So that's that's basic economics. Prices will continue to uh, to uh, to to go up. Uh, if we don't start building more we need to build higher uh, because we need to uh, conserve uh, we need to conserve nature we need to conserve the space we cannot build everywhere but if, if we build we need to build higher this it's that's it's to me this is simple um, I know I know. of course in reality it's never simple but um, uh, also being in a city council you of course always always hear the, the, the complaints uh, from uh, from neighboring, uh, of neighboring people to uh, to projects uh, but everyone says well you have to keep the open spaces open and I agree I agree 100% but if there's more people coming to live in the city and you want to keep the open spaces open you need to build higher and everyone is ag- agrees to that until you want to build a high building next to them. Um, and I understand that. I understand all the, all, the, all the issues there, but I think we have to make some logical decisions there. Um, it's, it's one way or the other. Uh, if, if, uh, when, when, I, when I was in primary school, uh, we learned that there were five billion people on the earth. What is it now, nine? Eight, almost or, or, eight. Or eight, right. well, and, and, and projections that it'll go to 11. So uh, this, is <laughs> this is pretty simple. We need to build, but we need to build in a way that if a society changes or requirements change, that we can change the buildings or either deconstruct the buildings without having all this waste. So the circle uh, to Madaster is, uh, is, is back there. Um,
0: we did these calculations so it's it's, how, it's also how it Bow's started so Axel and I my, my co-founder we were studying at the Antwerp Management School mm-hmm. and we were studying innovation and entrepreneurship and we got the opportunity to do an innovation challenge inside an existing business or pitch an idea for a business mm-hmm. and we wanted to do something that solved real world issues in a business format because we thought that's the best way to scale mm-hmm. and then we all, I, 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 the exact example that you give, so we saw they are moving 2.5 billion people from rural to urban areas in 30 years' time. 30 years. Mm-hmm. And then we saw that the average family size is becoming around 2.5 people a family. So there will need to be a billion new homes <laughs> in 30 years' time mm-hmm. just in the cities. And then we calculated that's a little bit less. Or a little bit, that's, It's 92,000... 870 something buildings every single day mm-hmm. globally and we looked at that and we were like holy <laughs> yeah and we just whoa what, what how are you gonna do this it's insane
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i need to be more affordable and they need to be more sustainable it's <laughs> easy peasy yeah yep. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's yeah that's indeed how we also started it yeah and, so yeah, and and then you also identified this, and then you ran into my Yes,
1: and that just doing this uh, this uh, this consultancy business, um, uh, we we came upon this requirement building material passport. Um, so we started looking up uh, what to to um, uh, how to uh, how to fulfill this uh, this obligation, and my colleague Rob. Um, when he was vice mayor, uh, already had uh, uh, had Thomas Raou uh, have a presentation uh, on on material passports in something like two, 2017 or something when Madasser was was starting. Um, so he said, "Well, I, uh, that's that's okay. I know this. Uh, it's uh, it's okay uh, because I know I know where to get this." And we contacted uh, Madasser. Um, and said and, and told them, well, we 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 want to use uh, we want to use their passport, but we can only find a Dutch website. Um, where are you guys? Uh, and they said, well, for the moment we're still only in uh, in Holland, um, but the, but we, we plan on expanding uh, now to uh, to different countries. But uh, we cannot do that ourselves. We uh, have to have someone local uh, doing that for us because. Uh, construction markets are different in every country. Uh, Holland is not Belgium. Belgium is not Germany, and so on and so on. Uh, so they said that the only the only possible way to success is having someone local who knows, uh, who has his contacts, uh, who knows, uh, who knows, uh, who knows the business. Um, don't you? Uh, uh, maybe you guys can can look for someone for us to do this. So um, we said, well, okay, we'll we'll start looking around. Uh, but in order to start looking around, I of course uh, started to read up on on What is this actually? What am what am I going going to look someone for? Um, and uh, I, the more I read about this, the more I just convinced myself that this is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I'm going to do this myself, <laughs> um, and that's that's basically how it uh, how it started, because. And that is that is um, that is important. uh, If you introduce a new concept on the market, um, you cannot be linked to one of the large parties. If, for instance, um, uh, the the uh, immobel uh, would uh, would would embrace Madaster and say, well, we'll now uh, we'll now commercialize uh, Madaster, then Befimo probably won't use it because their competition. I'm no developer, I'm no architect, I'm no engineer. Um, I'm a, I'm you are <laughs> Johan. <laughs> I'm Johan, and, c- and I can and I can tell a story. Yeah. Um, and uh, there are 100 ways of uh, asking me dis- d- d- uh, difficult technical questions that I cannot answer. Um, but that's not important. Uh, this is this this concept is working, and uh, this is going to change the way uh, the way we build we build buildings. Uh, in uh, in Belgium and uh, around Europe uh, and maybe even the world, why not um, and luckily i have uh, I have several phone numbers of very technically capable people who can answer the difficult questions um, so that's why I'm doing this I think that's a beautiful reason to do something um,
0: maybe to go a little bit back and this maybe making a little uh, sidestep here, but as a relatively young uh, Belgian uh, guy, I must say I haven't really been very interested in politics throughout my life, Um, because it always seemed in Belgium to be very negative and and complex. Um, But I'm starting to get more and more interested lately, because I'm getting more and more into contact with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it professionally? uh, um, or just to sh- see how it shapes the world around you. And I was interested because you mentioned a couple of minutes ago that when you were in that attic above the the bar, mm-hmm. that you were immediately triggered by the the story that Back the Wave was telling back in two thousand and two. Can you
1: say a little bit more what it was that really triggered you? Oh, it? um, uh, it's 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 a story because this is this is twenty years ago. Um, and we were then in the period. Um, you're you way too young. Yeah? Um, I'm feeling I'm feeling like my grandfather did uh, <laughs> was long a long time ago. <laughs> uh, but um, we had uh, forever uh, 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 CVP uh, government, uh, the the Christians uh, the Christian Party um, in uh, in power, um, which then changed when Verhofstadt. Um, uh, came about, uh, the Liberal, uh, liberal Party, uh, Verhofstadt wrote several books on what did not work in Belgium. Um, manifestos, political manifestos. I read them uh, as, a, as a teenager uh, and I was very triggered by them because a lot of the things he wrote were, were absolutely true. Um, and he also uh, wrote about recipes to change that. Then he won the election then he made a government and then he did exactly the opposite of everything he wrote um because in order to become prime minister uh well he had to make a coalition with the with the ps um and becoming a prime minister as as i as i saw it to him was more important than uh, delivering on the promises he, he had made, and that's when, that's when the waver um, started to uh, uh, to punch holes in that story that Verhofstadt made. Because if you if you go back and read the manifestos Verhofstadt wrote, um, I think ninety percent of that is what NVA still wants to do, uh, and that's that's what triggered me. How is it possible that uh, you have? Uh, you, you you can you can see problems. You can also think about solutions. But once you get to do the solutions, then you do something else because your own career is more important than the solution. Um, and that's basically how I how I got interested in uh, in uh, in all the in all the politics. Um, but having been there in Brussels, I know it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, that's what that was. What my next question was: going
0: to, What did you learn? Because I don't want to go too far into it. But what mm. did you learn in those four years being on that
1: level? It's um, uh, it's it's extremely uh, interesting. I'm I'm very glad I, I had the chance to do that for four years. Um, it's also um, very frustrating um, because um, well, I had been uh, I had been working independently for twenty years before that. Uh, which means that uh, if you work for your own company uh, you take decisions every day and you implement these decisions, some of which are wrong, but then you have the consequences and then you can remedy uh, the problem. When you're in politics um, it's not only necessary to have um, the good idea, to have a majority supporting your idea, but to have the right majority supporting your idea. Because we were in a government with uh, with a couple of other parties, um, and if one of those parties did not agree, it didn't matter. We couldn't do it because they'd veto it in, in inside inside the government, uh, and that was very frustrating. Um, for very simple uh, legislative uh, changes, uh, it, it it took a year and a half, two years to uh, to get this through the process, um, which. Is not too bad if then you succeed <laughs> but you only know that at the end that's one part and then the second part is the the uh the endless uh, repetition of the same discussion while you know what everyone is going to vote mm. um we had uh, uh we had committee hearings that started at 10 in the morning and that were still going on at eight in the morning of the next day um on whether we would uh, we would still uh, we would still prolong the the nuclear plants um and uh, we all know what the or- the outcome was going to be at the time the discussion started but still the discussion went on for 22 hours straight and was then suspended to do it again the day after on, on which uh, all the the arguments of the first day or just repeat it because, well, after twenty-two hours, you don't have any arguments anymore. It's it's all been said. Uh, yes. So <laughs> then they'll just say it again, um, and that is quite frustrating. <laughs> oh God, <I>
0: can't imagine. <laughs> Holy, mo- that
1: would get my blood boiling. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, well, it's it's, it's different. <laughs> and and is there? Uh,
0: how do you see that evolve? Is that just the way government is? Is there a way that we can make it more
1: flexible, more more quick to react? The only uh, the only possibility there is to get more coherence in in government. But um, as uh, the traditional parties become smaller and smaller and smaller, they still need they every time they need more parties to form a, a form a coalition government, which means uh, they all have their issues and their do's and their don'ts. Which means it will ever become ever ever more complex. There, there just is no solution anymore to this process, unless you get a couple of really big parties uh, and fewer parties, um, and then you can have. Uh, well, you, you can, you can be, uh, you can be in favor or against um, um, a Johnson in England, uh, but he has a he has a majority. And then there are elections, and people can say, well, okay, you did well or you did not not do well, and now it's going to be a Labour government. In the States, it's the same system. Um, We have uh, a a government of seven uh, seven parties, um, not including the two largest ones of the country. Uh, That does not feel right um and as we see every day that's that's makes a, a very very strange kind of uh, uh of decisions that you you keep getting every day what
0: do you see happen in 2024?
1: oh uh, i'm not madame soleil <laughs> <laughs> and in politics is a, w- a week is a long time yeah that's true um so there's so much that can uh that can happen um but at the moment it's not uh, it's not looking as if uh, the, the the current government will be rewarded by the by the vote at least the flemish voters mm-hmm. um because um well you know the Wallonia is uh is totally different politically which 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 just adds to the uh to the problem An next layer of complexity on top of it all Absolutely. Try try explaining uh, Belgian government to uh, to uh, to uh, to someone from outside Belgium.
0: Doesn't work. I've tried. <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's after five it's, minutes they look at you like it's impossible. What? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. And indeed, so if I understand again, I'm very I'm I'm how do you say it in English? A lake. Uh, I know very little about it, but it seems that unless it someone is going to get like a governmental or government with like one of two really big organizations that can really start like making everything a little bit more easier and less bureaucratic or less complex that things
1: are. Well, uh, of course my opinion is just my opinion. Um, and, and, uh, I'm not saying it's uh, it's necessarily the right one, but, um, if it's already this difficult, um, um, uh, You have Flanders, you have Wallonia, and Brussels is then something in between. Um, But the two economies are completely different. The political orientation is completely different. The, the, The way of doing business is completely different. How can you make legislation to combine that? It's like making a Mercedes and a Volkswagen at the same time, in the same factory, with the same components. It does not work. Mercedes is a good car. Volkswagen is a good car, but they cannot be made with the same components in the same way on the same chassis. That doesn't work. Um, but as I say, that's um, uh, that's that's my uh, that's my conviction. Um, I I can't really see this working. Mm-hmm
0: okay very interesting maybe to start rounding it off because i want to respect your time johan um we always finish with a couple of more personal questions but before i i get to that front maybe a final question what's what's like the big challenge or what's like a hurdle that madaster belgium needs to is there something that the people who are listening now can can help or do to get this
1: movement as i call it now a little bit quicker going or uh, of course, well, um, spread the word is uh, is, is one um, is one thing, um, but the, the um, I'm 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 pretty sure that this is uh, this is gonna gonna work, uh, but our our well our main issue remains data, data, uh, producers uh, need to document their products uh, much better, and open up this information validated information of course, to uh, to the market um that uh, that will be a, that will be a game changer so that's uh, the companies are already doing that uh, I, I think will have a, a very large advantage in the coming uh, the coming years um the ones that are not doing that will 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 have to catch up or uh, or will uh, will be will have uh, major problems
0: mm-hmm. i agree I think we should have a talk about that afterwards to see how we can put <laughs> Sam in Madastig. Um all right, maybe to, to finish this uh this round one. Um if you could have a drink with anybody, dead dog alive, who would it be? Drink or oh. dinner or
1: oh wow. Um well um well i think everyone alive is still still at least theoretically possible so um um i never i never knew both my grandfathers
0: mm-hmm.
1: um uh, my father's father died when my even my own father was still very young and my other grandfather died when i was like three uh, and, and i don't really have a memory of uh of him um and I think it would be it, it would be great to uh, to have this one talk about well how did everything come to be as it is because life is full of con- of, of, of coincidences of course um, um, one of my grandfathers was a miner um, died young of uh, of cancer because of working in the mine um, that is also well a concept that we. Almost cannot imagine anymore uh, working conditions that are so poor uh, that uh, that eventually, well, uh, he was well, he was in his early 60s and, and died of lung cancer. Um, we now have the the asbestos story, of course, but this is only two generations ago for me. Uh, so we've come a long way. Um, but the challenges are, are huge uh, we have uh, we have the PFAS uh, discussion now uh, and there will be others um, and i think looking at at, uh, at that problem uh, will uh, will continue to uh, well to 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 decide what what still is possible and what won't, what won't be possible uh, because um, we definitely do need industry um, but not at all cost. But where do we draw the line? That's a gigantic uh, issue um, for more than one one drink, <laughs> one meal. I think to talk about. Uh, but uh, uh, well, that would that would uh, that would trigger me. I think.
0: Beautiful answer. Um, last one. Um, is there one specific book? that you've read in your life, that you
1: could highly recommend to the audience? Oh. Um, there are, uh, well, there are several, of course, but um, you know this guy, Thomas Rao, he wrote a book <laughs> on circularity. Uh, he wrote several books, of course, mm-hmm. but um, uh, I should have brought a copy. I, 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 no, I, I forgot, I That's didn't fine. think about it. Um, but basically, it's all there uh, in in this book. Um, why circularity is so important? Why we need to uh, uh, to be cautious with the the few uh, the few raw materials we still we still have left um, uh, to uh, induce more responsibility for using uh, for using materials. The concept of uh, products as a service. Um, it was, was I think, more or less in, invented by Thomas. Um, if, uh, if you buy a lamp uh, and it's broken, you toss it away. But if uh, Philips uh, installs your lamps and if they break, they have to come and take them back and uh, make new lamps out of them. Then, um, you know what? Those lamps will last longer. Mm-hmm. They will. Uh, and that is a concept that uh, that uh, I think in the future will be more and more um, uh, will be more and more common, um, starting of course in large projects and apartment buildings, uh, but uh, it will uh, it will eventually uh, grow more. And I, I, this is this is one thing um, I I learned uh, because um, I'm not your traditional. Uh, uh, green guy, uh, I was uh, I was brought up in an era where ecology was 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 something strange. Uh, we uh, uh, we weren't too concerned at all uh, when I was when I was fifteen or when I was twenty. Um, but I've um, well, um, I've uh, I've I've grown into this. It's uh, it's it is important, but it will only work if there is a sound economic system behind it. If circularity is dependent only on grants and subsidies, it will never, never succeed. This is good in a transition phase, of course, and we need to research a lot, but um, uh, using a material passport will not straight away, but will create value instead of cost you money. And that's when circularity is going to happen.
0: I think that's uh, uh, a great place to end <laughs> this uh, this first conversation. Thank um, you, Johan. I would like to thank you very much. I wish you the best of luck with Madastic. Thank you. Um, I think we should still have a chat to see how we can put <laughs> salmon on there. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, I think it's a really beautiful initiative, and I hope it uh, it's gonna take up op- take off like a rocket ship. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the BOW podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, make sure to subscribe to our channel. If you're interested in BOW living in our smart adaptable module or SAM, go check out our website, bowliving.com. If you want to stay up to date, you can best subscribe to our monthly newsletter on our website or follow us on all social media platforms where we're named at Living.